This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Looks like you can use a hand or two. Huh, I think I just about got it, actually. What do you think? Considering what this used to be, I'm firmly on the side of impressed. Can you believe it? It took forever to get rid of all the fake flames and lighting. What kind of nonsense is that? A disaster is the centerpiece of your amusement park. Used to be much more common than you think. The original Wonderland had something very similar, you know? I didn't know that. What do you think that is? <laughs> Same reason people slow down to take in a car crash on the highway and the reason they still make disaster movies. There's something dark in the, the deep parts of people that just wants to watch it all burn, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> that seems to be Emily's whole policy plan, don't you think? You know what's really weird? Hmm? I think they were living here. The Bespins? I found some old pieces of their mail. Unpaid bills, mostly. And a few other items that made me think they were using it as, like, their home. Isn't that something? It makes me almost feel bad for them, but I know I shouldn't. Sure you can. You can pity someone and see them for the danger they are at the same time. Can't let the, the pity overshadow the danger. But that doesn't mean that you can't feel it. Did you feel it for me? After our first meeting, when I called you impractical, did you have pity for me? (laughs) Something along those lines. You still feel bad about that, don't you? Yes. Good. Guilt can be useful, too. Can it? Sure. It's a reminder of the mistakes we've made. When you feel that guilt deeply enough, it can prevent you from making those same mistakes again. I hope so. How are you doing, Charlotte? I'm fine. Are you? Really? You're sure? Yeah. I'm going to ask one more time. I'm a mess. There it is. Let me ask you this. But I don't mean it to sound judgmental. Why did you let her go? The short answer is because she wanted to and because it was good for her. She changed. She had found a purpose, a drive. I saw this fire in her eyes I hadn't seen for a long time, and I wanted to support her. The long answer is, well... Complicated. I know. The last thing I wanted was for Isaiah to head right back into Redline 
especially with Emily running the rails. But when the time came, I just let him. In fact, I was happy for him. Proud of him. And all those feelings eclipsed my fear. Sometimes I tell myself this little lie. He'll be okay. Do you do that? Every minute, if not every second. I used to say that all the time when he was arrested. But it was different then. I could do something. And I did do something. But maybe I did the wrong something. You did what you had to do. I hope you don't think I hold any kind of resentment over that. Far from it. It showed me just how wrong everything was, even with my so-called best intentions. Oh, I wouldn't care what you thought about it. I didn't care what anyone thought, in fact. I didn't even stop to think about how Isaiah would have felt about it. I just did it. I... Well... In a way, I made the same mistake you did. I reacted to a problem. But I didn't consider all the people involved. I think that's letting me off way too easy. I didn't say it was a perfect comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that boy. He came back from being inside that cell angrier than a goat on fire. And I couldn't see why at first. He was happy to be out. Then he clammed up like a clenched fist. I thought it was the isolation. I thought it was the injustice. I I thought it was the best spins. I thought it was you. And it was all that, but it was also me. Because he knew there was injustice in what I had done to you. He knew I didn't do what I did for just anyone. I did it for him. He didn't ask for that. I just did it. He knew not everyone had a a bull-headed auntie out there running for mayor with a loud enough voice to shut down half the city. They, they needed me too. So what should I have done? Let him sit in jail and try to win a race I eventually lost anyway? Or risk everything to help him? I couldn't see the difference. What happened to him could have happened to anyone. So I used him as a symbol and turned it into my campaign. Maybe things would have been different if I didn't let my fear get the best of me. I don't know. I tell myself it doesn't matter all the time, but that might just be another little lie. I wouldn't call them lies. They're just unfulfilled prophecies. (laughs) I like that. When I dropped out of the race, Jim and I had a huge fight. One of our worst. She didn't understand why I needed to let it go. And I got angry because at first she hated that I had done this at all. Hated what it did to our lives. I mean, we were trying to raise a newborn and Harry was mayor of Traintown. She tried to explain it to me, but I didn't really understand. What I'd done had changed her too. And I threw that away without thinking of her without understanding it would affect her at all, without even realizing it would. I didn't talk to her. I didn't think of her. I just did it. Yes. Which is why when she came to me and said she needed to go... You listened. You let her. Yeah. Hmm. 
When's the next time you're going to see her? Uh, we had a date night about a month ago, and we have another scheduled in a couple weeks. You need a sitter. I'm great with kids. Well, Louisa and Michael are taking care of that. They've done it before. They enjoy it. They're good folks, those two. And so are you. Charlotte, we need you here in Wonderland. I know, and it's fine. I never wanted to be a teacher, but I get that we have kids here, and until we figure out what's going on with the Rivera School Districts, we have to do what we can, and... I'm not talking about the schools, although we need you for that, too. I'm talking about helping us lead. I'd love for you to be on our Council of Wonder. There's room for you here, and you're more than qualified. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified to be a teacher. I'm not qualified to be a mayor. I'm not qualified to be in government at all. You yourself told me that. And you're right. You know, I'm tired of being pushed into doing things I shouldn't be doing just because there's a, a need to be doing them. That's a lot of responsibility. In the past, I've jumped right in, partly because doing something was better than doing nothing besides growing a baby. But now, these things are too important to leave them up to me to screw up. Charlotte. Never mind. I'm sorry. No, I am. I was about to blabber on about that point from before concerning pity. But twisting it into a, a mighty lesson about self-pity when I should be focusing on self-care instead. I need to learn a lesson or two of my own about not always being a... Uh, Righteous voice of authority. It's not good for me. I don't know everything, nor should I be expected to. I gotta remind myself that I'm capable of being wrong sometimes. Including when it's time to push people into action and when it's time to just take a break. Here, take this. Star Trek DVDs? The Next Generation. My favorite series. The truth is, it has um, a not-so-great beginning. It took time for the actors and writers to find their footing. There aren't a lot of stakes. But part of the appeal is how the show evolves. And how you watch the camaraderie form among the crew. Yes, the actors seem like they barely know who they are at first. The characters are too isolated and barely interact. But then... You watch them slowly settle into who they are, who they all really are. And they learn from each other. They sit, talk, grieve, drink, imagine, play poker. They become friends. They still try to figure things out, but they, they do it together. And it deepens into something real and warm and lovely. Encounter at Farpoint. That's the first episode, the pilot. What's it about? It's about a man who tries to control the city. Except the city isn't really his to control. The city is alive. Huh. Also, it's about the history of humanity being put on trial. Wow. Uh, well, thank you for these. I, I didn't just come to bring them to you. Or to talk you into the council. Or to lecture you or any of the above. I came to ask you. 
Would you like to wash these with me sometime? It's been a while since I've seen them, and I think... I think I like all these episodes a little a little better each time I revisit them, especially when it's with someone new. Even the early not-so-great episodes? Without those, the rest don't feel as special. I'd love to watch Star Trek with you. How about tomorrow night? I'll bring the snacks. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. Isabel? Yes? Thank you. I really need this. I know you do. And in case you haven't guessed by now, so do I. Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Vandries and with help from T.H. Ponders, Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This mini-episode was written and sound designed by Jeff Van Driesen. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. This episode featured Jessica Washington as Isabel Powell and Summer Unsen as Charlotte Linzer Coolidge. Charlie on the MTA recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Titi. Greater Boston Star Wagon theme by Eli McElveen. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Greater Boston is a Third Sight Media production. Um, you missed our live show where we watched the Lizard Babies episode of Voyager. No, I did. There are few episodes of Voyager that are better than the Lizard Baby episode. Better is a word. I think there should be an alternate universe where those Lizard Babies actually have their own ship. Yeah. Did you know hmm? that if you watch... The Encounter at Farpoint episode backwards, <laughs> it lines up perfectly with The Wizard of Oz, let's say. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't sure where I was going with that one. I'm not even sure how, like, what are you lining up there even? <laughs> lining one movie up with another. <laughs> <laughs> but backwards. But backwards. <laughs> it all makes sense. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, Maria Kennedy from Hero Trackers here to tell you about a special report we've been working on at Hero Track Media. With the help of my producer, Shayna, we are going to reveal the life story of a mysterious hero that, as far as we can tell, has never been covered by a media outlet before. Subscribe to this podcast feed to learn more about this hero and the strange circumstances surrounding their life and career, and how they might be connected to your favorite heroes. Coming soon from Hero Track Media, Vigil. Vigil, Season 1, an audio fiction superhero thriller in 10 parts from All In Productions. Featuring Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy and Adam Kudashat as Vigil. Subscribe or follow to make sure you're the first to know about Vigil. Vigil.